raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Friday, September 15th. It's five minutes after 11. This is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you so much for joining us on your Friday. A beautiful Friday, too, in Indianapolis. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. I'm there, too, Casey Daniels 317. And right now we're both on YouTube. If you want to watch, type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. All right, let's talk about what's going on with uh, Joe Biden and this impeachment inquiry. Of course, the House Republican move to start this uh, these proceedings against him is uh, what one person, the ranking Democrat on the Armed Services Committee, is calling a ridiculous step, just another example of how extreme and partisan the Republican majority is. And now the pressure is on House Republicans to use the spotlight that Kevin McCarthy has given them to produce all of this evidence. And we're talking about the evidence beyond the texts or emails or the WhatsApp messages or the whistleblower testimony or what was found on Hunter's laptop or the video of Joe Biden <laughs> where he's actually admitting to firing Shokin beyond the bank records, beyond government documents and phone calls and business meetings. They need more, Rob. They need more. Well, impeachment is a political process, so I guess you would expect that people would take sides on this politically. However, isn't it interesting at the refusal of many Democrats to admit, hey, wow, there kind of is a bunch of stuff on not just Hunter, but Mm -hmm. Joe Biden Mm -hmm. that doesn't look very good. Right. Well, and of course, you know, we talked earlier when we started the show about the indictment on the federal gun charge against Hunter Biden. And of course, that being the only indictment so far that doesn't directly link him to Joe Biden. But there are four facts that are never going to change. One, Hunter Biden did sit on the Burisma board. He was unqualified to do so, admittedly, by him on that Good Morning America interview. Uh, Burisma pressured him to get D.C. to act on policy issues in Ukraine. And Joe Biden did it. And there's a lot of money showing up in the entire Biden family bank accounts. For what? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the testimony from those IRS uh, whistleblowers was incredibly impactful. And again, it was, you know, hours of testimony. And it basically showed, look, that not only is Hunter Biden a complete skis, but this money went somewhere, mm-hmm. Casey. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden did not does not smoke enough crack for it all to go to crack and hookers. Like that money <laughs> went somewhere and nobody has an answer for where the money went. Where does the money go? So uh, there's a representative from California who's saying there has to be an aha moment. I think we've had plenty of aha moments. Uh, t- uh, like, what was 10% for the big guy? Right. Who, who do they think? Who's J.B. Ware? I mean, you've got... The, the guy's you're right. He's using an anonymous na- or a pseudonym or whatever they call that. You've got... Um, I mean, the 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 idea that the business partner that recently testified who told Congress, hey, absolutely, Joe Biden was on the phone with these people. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't there to ask him how their day's going. He knew what he was doing. He knew why he was on the phone with these people. I mean, there's just a, a huge amount of evidence showing Joe Biden. And by the way, remember it went from I've never had a conversation about my business with my son to I've never been in business with my son. Right. 
totally changing the entire narrative. If that's not a red flag, I don't know what is. I'm really curious to see if they're going to subpoena GPS tracking. Because do you remember when Hunter sent that email and said, I'm sitting here next to dad? Yeah. Was he really sitting next to dad? Well, we know he was. Will they release his GPS location? Well, here's the thing. We know he was in the house the day of the event because he's photographed in the Corvette that was next to the classified documents. Right, sure. There's that. Uh, Well, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he was asked by an AP reporter during a breast briefing, breast press briefing. Boy, that moonshine is I know. kicking in, Casey. It got me. It made my tummy a little a warm. press briefing. Press briefing. I'm sorry for Casey's very foul language <laughs> on this family-friendly program. Yeah, um, so here's Kevin McCarthy, and he's answering the AP reporter, and he's talking about the without evidence. What impeachment inquiry is to do is to get answers to questions. Are you concerned about all the stuff that was just recently learned? Do you have any concern? Have you asked the White House any questions? Yes. Okay. Do you agree that, do you believe the president lied to the American public when he said he'd never talked to his son about business dealings? Yes or no? It's all right. I can't answer that. You, You can't answer that? Do you believe when they said the president went on conference calls? Do you believe that happened? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe the president went to Cafe Milano and had dinner with the with the clients of Hunter Biden, who believes he got those clients because he was selling the brand? That's what the testimony says. Okay. Do you believe Hunter Biden, when you saw the video of him driving a Porsche, that he got $143,000 to buy that Porsche the next day? Do you believe the $3 million from the Russian oligarch that was transferred to the shell companies that the Bidens controlled after the dinner from Cafe Milano took place? So the testimony. Okay, then I go back. Do you think the president lied that he... But is that an impeachable? Is lying an impeachable? Well, you want want to know... I'm not saying impeachment. All I'm saying is I would like to know answer to these questions. The American public ought to know. And that's what impeachment inquiry... So they have to vote on this still, right? They have uh, to do a motion. Uh, look, uh, here's all I got to say, Casey, is, and I am loath to say anything nice about McCarthy, that was pretty good mm-hmm. because put it back on the media because the media is a cheerleader for whatever cause du jour they come up with. And in this case, for a long time, the cause du jour has been protecting Joe Biden and his son and good on him. And you could practically, one, you could hear the disdain in her voice as she was forced to answer those questions, Mm -hmm. but put it back on them. They're the cheerleaders. They're the ones who stopped calling the balls and strikes and became players in the game. Put it back on them. Okay, so Jim Jordan said that uh, we're just going to continue to do the work. And he was talking with Sean Hannity on Fox the other day. I think it was last night. And he said that uh, they're sending out new subpoenas. When will the subpoenas go out and to who? And here's what he had to say. Will we now see subpoenas for Hunter Biden and other Biden family members? And how soon will that happen? Well, I just signed subpoenas today that that are going to people in the Justice Department that we think we need to talk to. Uh, Chairman Comer will determine when those happen for the people you just described. The the beauty of, uh, I think, the importance of being in an impeachment inquiry phase of our oversight duty is that when courts see that, they know this is rooted in the constitutional principle that impeachment resides solely with the House of Representatives. So we're not engaged in a legislative function, which is the normal reason why we do oversight. We're engaged in this situation in an impeachment inquiry 
phase, which is, again, exclusively with the House of Representatives under our Constitution. And courts, when you get in this inevitable back and forth, they've been much more inclined to, to side with the House when we're pursuing that activity. So that's, that's why I think it was important that Speaker McCarthy did what he did yesterday. All right, Jim Jordan. Okay, um, do you think that Kevin McCarthy would have gone along with this if the Democrats uh, didn't want Joe Biden out? Uh, State that question again. Do you think Kevin McCarthy would be going along with this if the Democrats also didn't want Joe Biden out? Or would he be pushing back more? I mean, I know he's getting pressure from Matt Gaetz and people within his own party. Well, it's more than Matt Gates. He's not doing it because of Matt Gates. He's doing it because there's a cavalcade of evidence. I mean, James, the work that Comer has done. I mean, you've got guys. So here it's a it's sort of like follow the bouncing ball, right? So he had to put guys like Comer and Jordan in positions of authority in order to get the speakership. Mm-hmm. And when you put guys like that in a position of authority, they are actually going to do the digging necessary because they're actually interested in holding Biden accountable. Well, what they have brought to light has created such an overwhelming amount of evidence of the corruption of the Biden family that Kevin McCarthy has no choice but now but to see this through. He absolutely does not want to see this through. He absolutely does not want to. He views this as a waste of time. It's a nuisance. We've talked about how the shield protects the shield. The swamp protects the swamp. These guys are all, most of them, many of them, on their own way, corrupt and awful. And he doesn't want to do it, but he's got people in positions of authority and influence who have seen it through to the point where the evidence has been produced that the American people as a collective, know what Joe Biden is. It is 15 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Is $1 million really enough to retire on? So there's a new study that came out that said the number of 401k millionaires is rising. However, experts say that retirees are going to need more than that for a comfortable lifestyle. So the number of Americans with $1 million in their 401ks shot up 25% this year. And you'd think a million bucks. million bucks is not what it used to be, right? You're going to need more than that if you want to retire comfortably. Uh, This study says that the average person who is 65 and older actually spends over $52,000 a year in retirement. Isn't that fascinating? When I was a kid and you would hear the phrase, so-and-so is a millionaire, Mm -hmm. you would think, wow, that is some of the most wealthy people among us. However, Mm -hmm. if you were to tell me somebody is worth a million dollars today, now I guess there is also the question of do they have a million dollars or are they worth a million dollars? That's a big difference. But if you were to say someone is a millionaire today, that would not be nearly as impressive as it was to me as a kid. And I don't think it's because, well, when you're a kid, you have no perspective on anything. I think there was a time where being a millionaire meant you were a very wealthy person. Mm -hmm. And now I, I think while it certainly would probably make you an upper upper class person, I don't think it makes you rich necessarily anymore to say you're, you are a millionaire. It doesn't go as far. So the average social security payment is currently about $1,800 a month or about $21,000 a year. So if the average person is doing $52,000 uh, a month or per year to retire on, obviously the social security isn't going to cover it. So you're going to need some other money there, right? But there has been 36% of hardship withdrawals in the past year uh, just to make ends meet. It's so it's it's also a quality it's also a quality of life issue and 
I have long said I could live on about $10 a week, right? I mean, not realistically, <laughs> but a million dollars for someone like me would go a lot further than someone with caviar tastes and champagne dreams like Kevin. Mm-hmm. And so it's all what sort of lifestyle you're willing to willing to live. I'm fine living on my aged suburban street in my little community and you know that, that that's that's it for me i i am satisfied and sustained doing that there are a lot of people who you know can't do that won't do that aren't capable of doing that so a million dollars is going to go much further with me mm-hmm. than it is with someone else yeah especially someone like kevin who wants to travel the world Absolutely. in his retirement so uh this uh study found that 43 percent of retirees underestimated their life expectancy by at least five years underestimated underestimated wow underestimated so um, while there's a lot more millionaires with 401ks they're not lasting as long and many people now are having to take hardship withdrawals from those 401ks and they found that the average worker had just uh under a hundred thousand dollars saved for retirement okay just real quick i'm gonna hit you with this okay off the top of your head so i'm talking you're living your current state of life so you're talking um you know you don't have a mortgage so that you're out on this but but everything all in food insurance Mm -hmm. living life you know eating Mm -hmm. drinking whatever you're doing how long if someone said here is one million dollars how long do you think you could make that last before you run out of the money? Oh, my gosh. Living your current lifestyle. Living my current lifestyle? Uh, well, let me see if I could do some but math. Now, now, but now, uh, I guess we will include your man in on this. Mm-hmm. So you're, how long, let me rephrase that. How long could your family live, and I'm not talking about his business, his hobby, et cetera. I'm just saying the lifestyle you live, how long could your family live? Mm, 30 years. You think you're, you think you're, there's no way you spend 30 grand in a week, lady. There's no Not way. Me. You're talking about the dude. Because he's the one with the champagne taste. Yeah. I could eat frozen pizza every night. He's the one who Yeah, but I'm steak. saying your current lifestyle, which mm-hmm. is how I phrased the question. Again, yeah. uh, permission to treat the witness as hostile, Your Honor. <laughs> Given living your current lifestyle, how long could you make a million dollars last? <laughs> as long as possible. You're going to give me a million dollars? Way to not answer the question. You're going to give me a million dollars? Yes. If you were given a million, I'm not giving you a million dollars, but if you were given a million dollars, could you make it 15 years? Uh, well, I if that's all I had, I would have to, right? Yes. We can't get anywhere on this show, Casey. <laughs> ask you very direct questions, and you're like one of these guys for the Democrats talking about Biden over here. I don't know. I'd have to do the math on it. Do you think you could live on a million dollars right now for, we, we for could how eat, long? Oh, I think we could make it 20 years. Yeah. I think my family could make it 20 years. What, uh, what did I say? I said 30? You're just And you laughed you at me. You haven't given a... You got no offense, lady, but you guys spend a lot more money than we do. You think so? Yes. No, I don't think so. Your your man spends more in a week on those magazines That's, than I spend in a year and a half. I'm telling you, he's the one who's, yeah. who's so expensive. Well, he's your responsibility. I'm sorry. <laughs> 20 after Kev's 11. Kev's living in a van. He could make it until he's 83. Yeah, I'll be fine. He's going to have no gas to go anywhere, though. He'll have to park it <laughs> And someplace. Rob's buying my beers, too. <laughs> it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You could be sitting on a treasure trove of valuable childhood movies. 1124, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So your movie collection could be worth a fortune, at least those VHS tapes. But here's the catch. They have to be in mint condition. VHS tapes becoming now a new hot commodity among collectors. Now this is when you say mint condition, mm-hmm. I believe that means it has to be in the package. Yeah. Like, remember when you would buy a VHS tape? Now, Casey, you're seasoned enough to remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I vaguely remember this, and Kev doesn't even know what a VHS tape is. I grew up with VHS There's tapes. There's no way. Yes, I what did. year were you born? I was born in 95. <laughs> That was we had already moved on to Blu-ray by but then. But I still had VHS tapes. Yeah, you're probably the, yeah 2000 ish. They were still buying. I was still buying VHS tapes. Yeah, so yeah. Pro, you're probably right. I okay. was very young. Yeah, it was like Disney movies. Yeah, and stuff okay. Like that. So if you remember on a VHS tape, you would have to unwrap the, the cellophane. The, there was a cell. Thank you. Yes, yeah. cellophane was what the word I was looking for. So it is okay. This is weird to me because video games are the same way. And now your man dabbles mm-hmm. in the magazine world. Mm-hmm. By dabbles, I mean he earns his living in the magazine <laughs> world. And at le- and by dabble, I mean take up an entire room. Every penny Casey <laughs> earns here goes to her man's magazine. No, I, that's his own money. For, uh, that, that's his Empire. own deal. Uh, but look, at least with your guy... He gives back to the community in terms of very funny <laughs> videos that I chuckle and enjoy mm-hmm. watching on a nightly basis. So at least at least your financial ruin is bringing me joy I'm and glad. happiness. I'm glad uh, it's bringing joy to someone. But there, it, my point on all this is over the past couple of years, and this seems like it was a COVID thing, mm-hmm. where people went looking for what is someplace I can stash my cacherino that other people have yet to catch on to that might be something that in the future takes off and elevates. Magazines have done that. Yeah. Uh, Newsstand magazines. Now, if you got a subscription magazine, there's sorry about you, that's not going to work. If there's a label on it, you're out. But if you have a newsstand magazine, of whether it's Sports Illustrated or Time magazines or whatever, Mm -hmm. that are older... Tend to be whole, have have elevated in value in many cases, and their services that grade them and the condition, just like baseball cards, etc. Well, now the new thing, and at least with magazines, there's a front cover and a back cover, and you can look at that, and that's the premise of the magazine. And even though the magazine's encapsulated, it is what it is. People are into it. Okay, with video games and movies, isn't the premise to watch the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you can't watch the movie. You, not even watch. You can't even open it. Yeah. So and same thing with video games. Now they're getting these video games graded yeah, now. Exactly. And what I just I just stare at the video game. At mm-hmm. least with the magazine, there's a large photo on the front and back, which has always kind of been magazines were judged by who's on the cover. Hey, it's Michael Jordan's first Sports Illustrated cover. Hey, it's Mickey Mantle's 1956 Sports Illustrated. It's Wayne Gretzky's, you know, first whatever. 
the photo was the thing, right? Like right. the photo of it's usually a very young version of whatever famous athlete it was, and that is still encapsulated and seen. With movies and video games, yeah. What you're, the hell's the purpose of that? Well, you're talking about what the artwork on the cover of the cardboard surrounding the actual videotape and it has to have the cellophane on it. Now, for example, if you were to fish out of your basement a never-opened copy of Back to the Future, the original one, oh, on wow. VHS, yeah, uh-huh. we're, we're traveling back to 1985, mm-hmm. you could sell it for $1,000. R- raw, ungraded. Raw, ungraded, yeah. no matter what. Fast and the Furious, which is a more recent movie comparatively, yeah. also $1,000. Uh, but I. But if you take them, now there's services is my understanding, and they will give it a score on the condition. And if you get an upper-level score, I don't know how they do videos. I don't know if they're similar to baseball cards or magazines. But if you get a – usually it's out of 10. Mm -hmm. But you get something in the nines on that, now you've got some serious, serious cash at your potential disposal here. A Nightmare on Elm Street VHS. Yeah. Recently sold on eBay for $5,000. Wow. I don't understand why somebody would – pay that much money either. for that because they want to what turn around and and sell it for even more well it's these niche markets are pretty wild and you got to be very careful i mean so like let's even take something that is a currency related thing like a bitcoin bitcoin is currently trading at 26 to 69.80 well at one point bitcoin was 60,000 i think it was 66,000 bitcoin got up to so if you did that you took a gamble, and right now you're losing big time. Now, mm-hmm. is it up from the 16000 it was a year ago or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yes. However, you're, in the grand scheme of things, not doing super well. These niche, We did the Kanye West sneakers the other day that right. were $1.8 million, and now they— Selling for $60,000. Yeah, I think, I think the final bid on that ended up being like 180000 So you lost 90% of the, the investment. It's a very, these niche markets, these new frontiers, mm-hmm. and your man knows better than anybody, it's a guessing game, and not everybody has the charm and charisma and general pleasant smile of your man who could sell ice to Eskimos, and it's a, just a big guess. <laughs> you have to know when to hold on to them and when yep. to sell them as well. Yep. It also, it's storage conditions. They say that they have to be stored in cool, dry places, not in direct sunlight, humidity, high temperatures are no good, mold is a big enemy. You you know all about that at your house, don't you, Casey? Oh, boy. Don't come into this room. Don't open the door. Whatever you do, it has to be sealed. <laughs> it's 1130. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1136. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You ever done drugs, Casey? <laughs> yes. You weren't expecting an honest answer, Of all the things you you won't cop up to or give me a direct answer on, but when I'm like, have you ever committed a felony? Absolutely. You bet. No, I've never committed a felony, but uh, yeah, I I have smoked marijuana. I mean, cannabis. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's fine. Uh, I don't even need to ask Kevin that. Kevin's done things that they're like, we didn't even know that existed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. uh, (laughs) Kev, is there anything you did, because you spent like multiple years outside of this country, right? Yeah, I spent about a year. In, it was Germany? Yeah. But you toured the... Like, yeah, I went oh. around uh, yes, uh, Western and a little bit of Eastern Europe. Did you roll by yourself, or did you have, like, a companion, or... There were a lot of places that I went by myself, backpacking. Yeah. But then I also took some trips with some friends that I, I met over I there. I picture when, you're, when you describe yourself as backpacking, you're in some uh, mountainous range somewhere, 
and you come across some indigenous tribe <laughs> and they're like, here, Mr. American Tourist Man, this will expand the horizons of your thought like never before. Is that even remotely accurate? Europe is not like that at all. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely drugs there. I mean, you can obtain that stuff, but you're not going to run across a, a tribe. Okay. Uh, I asked all of this. I was asking. Like for- a shaman. That would probably be like South America. You would right. find that. It's not doing peyote in a desert. Oh, uh, no. man. But my I- worldview is so screwed up. <laughs> Kev's like, that's not even accurate at all. You got to have a guy to get the good stuff, Rob. Come on. Uh, this, here is, I'm going to read you this headline from the Associated Press. Are you ready, Casey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can say, honestly, I have absolutely never done drugs of any sort. And you know why, Casey? Why? Not because I'm better than anyone else, because I totally believe it's your body. You should do whatever you want. Uh, I am insane enough working under normal circumstances <laughs> right. that I don't even want to mm-hmm. like risk it. Right. Um, uh, this is from the Associated Press. Thousands sign up to experience magic mushrooms as Oregon's novel psilocybin experiment <laughs> takes off. By the way, for the record, I had to ask Kev. This is this is how many drugs Kev has done in his life. I said, I'm trying to pronounce it. I said, Kev, I'm going to spell this word for you. And I got P-S-I-L and his eyes. Like, I thought they were going to, like, bop out of his head. And he ejected himself from the chair. And he's like, psilocybin, moron! You're finally speaking my language. Yeah, yeah and I said, we're talking about shrooms. Uh, here we go. Epic Healing Eugene. Oregon's first licensed psilocybin uh, service center opened in June, marking the state's unprecedented step in offering the mind-bending drug to the public. Wow. Legally. Yeah. That's so weird. The center now has a wait list of more than 3,000 names, Mm -hmm. including people with depression, PTSD, Mm -hmm. or end-of-life dread. Yep, I've heard a lot about that, that people will take that for different medical reasons, like you said. Depression, does, does stuff PTSD. Work? If you microdose, what does that mean? I mean? So taking very small amount. Yeah. Like, uh, do you measure that out? Is there like a? Is I it like it, when I do the baby formula mm-hmm. in with the the purified water? Yeah. Some people might use a scale yeah. and measure it out. Uh-huh. But yeah, just a very small amount, and it definitely improves your mood. Now, when you say mushrooms, is it an actual like mushroom? Yeah, it's a it's a mushroom. So how do you know it's the mushroom? Like if I went out in the field behind my house, I think there are some mushrooms growing out there. Mm-hmm. Those are not the thing. They have a specific look to them. You know, this is the thing that will do the stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would never go into a field and just start picking things yeah. like that. That would I would have to. Uh, well, I've heard you just have to get it from somebody. He's got a guy. Do they look like the mushrooms on Super Mario? No, not at all. <laughs> You're talking about what, like red with the white dots? No. And then remember the ones that would give you additional life were yellow with like mm-hmm. blue dots or and purple dots. And all of a sudden dots. you became bigger? Yeah. 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 No, that's no, not what that's, happens. Is that how it works either? No, I don't think so. There's not a plant you can eat and you turn into the ability to shoot fire? <laughs> Slip on a banana. <laughs> would you have the guts to take one of these? Um, I don't know. I mean, they'll never be legal here because we can't even get medical marijuana here because Holcomb hates people and wants you to suffer. But would you, I mean, if it were, if you could legally get away with it, would you give it a shot? I don't know. Maybe. I I think I'd be too paranoid. Like, oh, what's going to happen? I mean, we have a lot of exemptions here because we're governed by the feds. Do we have some sort of exemption to promote medical? I mean, could we get away with that or would we be rounded up I just feel like that I would be like that guy from Animal House and the teacher. I'm not going to go schizo, am I? Well, that's why you got to have a watcher. So you got to have someone that's sober to keep an eye on you. And I think Rob might be your guy. Uh, He's a designated watcher. Oh, Kev earning his check today. Hey, Susan Beckwith joining us up next. Hat 
etiquette. You're totally in violation of hat etiquette, Casey. I am, and we'll find out when you are, too. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You people are not fit to head into society, and well, gosh darn it, Casey, we're we're going to correct the problem. Our dear friend Susan Beckwith joins us now for the Mind Your Manners segment. All right, Susan, this week we're talking about hat etiquette, and you say men are egregious with their hats. Yes, we are going to dive into that in just a moment, and I was hoping you would indulge me and allow me to do a little walk uh, down memory lane. Yes, please. Perfect. We love memories. The, the, so, president, the president is so ago, terrible. Tell us about the past. Uh, you were referencing that I started sharing some outfit posts on my Bell of the Midwest Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give some context to that and how it relates to today's topic. Oh. So just some quick backstory. Years ago, I used to write for a local magazine. It was called Kit. K-I-T, and it was a blast. I, I did that for years, and I had a style section. It was called What Would Susan Wear? And then as my interest in etiquette grew, I approached them about changing the topic of the column, kind of away from fashion, but towards etiquette. And they were very supportive. And so it became by the rule. So there's a little history there. So today's topic that we're going to be covering with Mind Your Manners is about hat etiquette. But I wanted to share that I am going to be linking and sharing some great fall hats four ladies on my Facebook page, so they'll have to check it out. But that's a little backstory on, you know, the sharing of outfits and and whatnot. Uh, Okay, so let's get started on hat etiquette. Is it appropriate to wear a hat indoors, yes or no? Well, it depends. (laughs) Uh, Of course. I know, I know. So, you know, when it comes to ladies, you know, they are to wear that not to, they can wear a hat, excuse me, indoors as long as it doesn't impede somebody's view. So I, I think I actually broke this one on Mother's Day when I wore a big old derby hat for church mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also at, at work. So for ladies, um, you want to remove it for work and it's okay to wear it as long as it's not going to block somebody's view at an event. All right. Uh, okay. So, like at last night, I went to the uh, Brownsburg Town Council meeting. I wore a baseball hat, but I sat in the back row. So I was in etiquette. I was in good etiquette. No. No. <laughs> Why, what? I thought I saw. I thought if I wasn't blocking, you someone's broke view. the rules. Wait, 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 wait. I thought if I wasn't blocking someone's view, I was fine. 
That's for ladies. Oh! Well, okay. As far as we wait, know, you're a man. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were in a public society where men could do anything women could do and vice versa. Is that not the... Is not the was I misled? Well, in public buildings, such as a school, library, courthouse, um, t- town hall, yes, you do need to remove it. So, Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. So oh. you can wear a hat, but I couldn't? Well... Yes. Yes. <laughs> Simple answer. Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. See, that's that's more of a straightforward answer than I got all last night at the town council meeting. Probably. So very good. Probably. Very good. All right. I so, love it. I love it. So, so, yes, this one actually, you know, and all of these are straight from Emily Post, etiquette guru. And so uh, you can take it up with her. But uh, basically, <laughs> uh, I was surprised by this one in a movie theater mm. for men. They're also supposed to remove it. Do you do that, Rob? I, well, I have not been to it. I've been to a movie theater one time in the past eight eight years. So, uh, oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, it's just uh, Susan. I think you know by now. I do not have the attention span to sit through a you know two hour movie straight through. I've got to be able to pause. I love going to movies. Uh, well, uh, maybe we'll all go on some sort of mutual family trip at some point, and I won't wear my hat. How about that? I love it. Okay, now these, I feel like these next two, I do see some, but I'd like to honestly get your feedback on if you are still seeing this consistently. The removal of the hat Mm -hmm. when the national anthem is played or when the flag of the United States passes by in a parade. Wait, wait, people don't do that? I mean, like like last night, they did the Pledge of Allegiance at the start of the meeting. I took my hat off, put it over my heart, did the Pledge of Allegiance. People are not doing that? I I do still see it, but then I feel like some have gotten lax on it, and I what? kind of wanted to get your thoughts on whether or not you're still consistently seeing that. I feel like I see it with an older set that will remove yeah. their hat, but the younger crowd will keep it on. Wait, wait, wait! Don't at these ball games and stuff. Don't they kindly go, ladies and gentlemen, please rise and cli- kindly remove your hats for the flag of our national. People don't do it. Is that what is that what mm-hmm. you're telling me? I don't. I feel like Casey's spot on on that, and that's why I feel like there is still a place for Mind Your Manners so all these people can send it to the younger generation and mm-hmm. say, in case you were unaware, this is actually kosher and protocol. Wow. <laughs> uh, Susan Beck with us, our guest. It's our Mind Your Manners segment. It is hat etiquette this week. All right, so uh, off at the ball game, off at during the national anthem, mm-hmm. off at the uh, the Pledge of the Allegiance, yeah, in the buildings. Where? What else? What? How else are you going to make me feel bad about myself today, Susan? Go ahead. Well, indoors at work, unless it's required for your actual job. Like a hard hat or something. Yes. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. So, like, Casey and I put our Trump hats on a couple weeks ago because we were just uh, having some fun with those hats I found in the back in my office. We were violating protocol even on, like, on a radio show? Well, you're a little different. I mean, because you have the YouTube chat, and I would say that could be potentially part of your job, so that would be fine. But in general... Yeah, we were good. Susan, Susan, you should totally run for U.S. Congress because you're carving out all sorts of exceptions today for (laughs) women, for the radio broadcasters. Mm -hmm. Yes, perfect. All right, Susan, what's next? I'm trying to help you out, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In a house of worship. Mm. Now, for ladies, they can continue to wear their hat, like I said, as long as it doesn't block somebody's view but for men uh, they should remove unless you are you know you have a religion where a head covering would be required 
Now, I do have a uh, – and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but you are style and fashion, so maybe you will. Oh. Well, I maybe was, not. I know. <laughs> uh, my grandmother used to tell me as a kid, you need to take your hat off when you're indoors because otherwise you'll go bald. Now, I did indeed <laughs> go bald before my trip to We Grow Hair Indy. But, uh, was she, is that is there any uh, – you're not a medical doctor by any stretch, but you do work in the medical field. Is, uh, is there any truth to that, that part of my uh, male pattern baldness was due to my not listening to my grandmother? I, I, I'm not sure. I would say excessive hat wearing would potentially, you know, affect hair growth and hair health. But as far as wearing it indoors or outdoors, but I did hear a really good little rule of thumb that I thought was interesting as far as for men, when to remove and take you, when to keep your hat on, when to remove it. So thinking about whether or not you're in a private or public space and private being in a home, in your work or a place where you have had to pay admission. So hopefully. Hopefully that is a like an easy trick to be like. Should I remove this? Should wait, I wait, wait. One oh. more time. One more time for that, just to make sure I have that <laughs> properly. When, when and where? In your workplace, in a home, and if it's a place where you have had to pay admission, that's okay. when you remove the hat. Yeah. When you remove. Okay. Now, back in the day, I mean, we don't do this anymore. I certainly don't have a butler. But back in the day, foyers <laughs> were an exception. <laughs> a butler. I, I loved it how she's like, oh, my husband is running for public office. I should probably include in there. I don't have a butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right. Susan, tell us about your very fabulous, wonderful, amazing Bell of the Midwest website. It's a great place to get in touch with me. Send me your etiquette questions. I'd love to hear from you. There's also a plethora of different topics on my blog about social etiquette. And I'd love to also hear from you on Facebook and Instagram. And if you do check it out, be sure to like and follow and, and reach out. Uh, Bell of the Midwest, B-E-L-L-E of the Midwest.com. I'm so glad we do this because Casey is just totally unfit to go out in decent society every week. And you just make it possible. She wouldn't even be able to survive the weekend without you. Probably not. Break. <laughs> all the rules. Not the case. <laughs> Casey, take us home. All right. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Kevin. And of course, mostly thank you for listening today. Have a wonderful weekend. We're going to see you back here Monday. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.